0: Hello and welcome. This is Lights Out and away we go with the episode with the Formula One podcast for fans and by fans. I'm Will and as I look across the digital garage, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, or should I shall say my co-driver, Sam. Hello, Sam. How are you? Forza Luigi! Forza <laughs> Ferrari! I'm great. Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm very good, thank you. Um, as you can probably tell, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big day for us here. Uh, and we're, we've hit the the klaxon. We've we've hit the glass. We've we've you know we've pulled out the emergency podcast measures. Uh, mm-hmm. We are back sooner than we expected. We were planning to be back uh, for our first episode of 2024 uh, next Tuesday, but we've we've made the decision to go now uh, because it is such such mega news. And we've assembled just like the Avengers. <laughs> and I think the first of February 2024 will go down in formal One history. It's the day that news of Lewis Hamilton's move to Ferrari was confirmed. It started the night before with Will Buxton, the dramatic journalist chap that you've seen on Drive to Survive, tweeting that there would be a big announcement coming soon, and he said it was going to be huge. I don't think either of you, either of us, thought when we when we first saw that we would think anything to do with Lewis. Mm. And since this morning, the first of February, uh, transfer deadline day in football world. The Formula One world has been rocked by Lewis's move to Ferrari. The greatest and oldest Formula One team in the sport with the seven-time world champion. It is an absolutely mouth-watering prospect. And we felt we had to jump on and do an emergency podcast because it is such, such big news. It's it's completely seismic. You know, recording this at 8pm and my brain has still not processed it from when I read it on the train 12 hours ago. (laughs) It is that mega. So, Sam... What is your initial reaction to this mega news? Uh,
1: pure excitement, actually. I think. Um, yeah, I think we, we. So, do you remember we, we did a Lewis Hamilton special episode last year, and we talked quite a few times, didn't we? Particularly, was it around Monaco time who he was being quite heavily linked with Ferrari, and there have been a load of discussions apparently. And Charles Leclerc got that funny question, didn't he, in the press conference the day after all of the leak, uh, the day after all of the rumors broke. Uh, about what his perfect teammate would be. And Lewis was sat right next to him and Charles leaned over and went, hi, Lewis, like um, sort of in a nod to the, or with a nod to all of the rumours and stuff. So we've sort of discussed the prospects of it, but it never felt like a reality, right? Lewis shut it down every time. Mercedes shut it down and obviously signed a new deal. So I think everybody sort of put that dream to bed, I suppose, to some extent. So, yeah, it's very much come out of come out of left field, Um I think it's a yeah a really seismic move it's by far the biggest for my money you know, really the biggest sort of driver transfer or driver move ever in the sport probably since the last time he moved <laughs> from McLaren um and yeah just uh, I'm really excited I'm buzzing for 2025 already I know we have a whole season we have a whole season of podcasts to do as well of course which we're looking forward to but um yeah I can't wait to see Lewis in a Ferrari and I also can't wait to see Lewis in a Ferrari with Charles Leclerc like they are two of my prized favorite drivers on the grid so to see them together driving in the scarlet um yeah I, I can't wait how about you yeah i mean
0: it, it is absolutely huge it's probably the biggest shock sort of in sort of driver transfer since hamilton sort of moved out of nowhere to move from mclaren to mercedes who were weren't doing very well at the time um and you know you could always trust lewis to spring a surprise and catch people out um yeah, you know, on the sort of you know big moves or what what you know? what what's it like well, you know you and I were exchanging a few ideas earlier of what what the equivalent like and you know in sort of in footballing terms you came up with a quite good one about Figo when he moved from Barcelona to Real Madrid sort of moving from one rival to another and how seismic that was but also I was thinking you know the scale and the impact it had sort of when Ronaldo was returning to United that felt like a major event or when Messi was uh leaving Barcelona and if you're not a footballing fan Um, I was talking about it to uh, my partner earlier and she made the comparison. She's like, it'd be like when Jerry Hallowell left the Spice Girls. But, you know, rather than just leaving the Spice Girls, she decides to go and join Destiny's Child whilst (laughs) the Spice Girls still have one more album to record. Like it's it's that sort of scale. It's, it's, It's hard to compare the scale of what it is of a legend like Lewis moving from Mercedes, a team he's been so incredibly successful with, to ferrari the most historic special team in formula one
1: yeah absolutely i mean yeah the only other one i could think of was was um in a sort of similar stratosphere i suppose would be somebody like michael jordan moving when he was at when he was at chicago that kind of because he is iconic yeah he is by far the biggest name in the sport some would say he's probably bigger than the sport um which brings its problems for him definitely but um yeah it's absolutely mega and and kind of I don't want to say it was necessary for the sport, but it felt like after, because we had quite, I mean, we, we plan to talk about this next week, but a lot of contract extensions for existing drivers and team lineups looked like they were going to be pretty static for the next year or two. Certainly the bigger teams, Max isn't going anywhere. Uh, Charlotte signed a new deal with Ferrari, of course. There were lots of discussions about Sainte signing a new deal. I wonder what he's feeling right now. Uh, and uh, Lando signing a new deal with McLaren as well. So a lot of the kind of top talent in the sport looked like they were going to stay exactly where they were. So. It looked, yeah, it looked to me like the driving lineups was going to be a bit static, even with the prospect of a big silly season this summer. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of it's kind of exciting for the sport. Um, I think it's, it's, it's it is interesting timing, isn't it? Because you don't normally get this like right before a season. You've now got uh, a driver yeah. driving for a team. He knows he's leaving for a whole
0: yeah. year. I think I think that's one of the reasons why there's such a big shock factor is because we weren't we were not expecting. Driver transfers for this next season before this current season has even started. Like it's the timing, I think, that has caused such a big shock. If this had come in the middle of the summer, I think it still would have been huge, but it's caught a lot of people by surprise.
1: Yeah, and he, obviously he's not even sat in the W15 yet, probably. So yeah, a lot of drivers tend to make these moves after they've had a chance to suss out whether their current team are are up to it or moving in the direction that they want. Um, and and I think as well, probably from a Ferrari perspective, they probably said to Lewis, "This is." This is it really. Like if you ever want to drive for Ferrari now's the time, because if you don't, mm. uh science will sign to a new deal, lock him in for another couple of years, and that'll be it. You know, Lewis will finish finish at Mercedes in the next two to three years and retire. So probably I say you know, not not with any guarantees given Alonso's still going. But um yeah, I think they probably did give him that that option, I suppose, and just said that if you drive if you want to drive Ferrari now's the time. And it is kind of a perfect match, isn't it? I mean, I, I know, you know, for, a, for a Mercedes has been synonymous with Hamilton and vice versa for a long long time now but they are the two biggest brands in the sport i think ferrari and hamilton putting those two things together is really exciting um and yeah it is it is an, like they are an iconic team everybody's yeah you know, i say everybody not everybody's desperate to see ferrari back at the top but a lot of us are um and i think their chances have only been improved by signing what who you, you and i is, agree is the best driver of all time um and really has a a, a world a well-established track record of improving teams, particularly yeah. and improving cars. So,
0: yeah, definitely. And also, he's he's been at the right place at the right time and ended up winning championships. So, this could be an inspired choice. I think what we'll cover off. We'll, we'll, we've got a few questions to cover from the first half, mm-hmm. and then in the second half, we'll talk about how on earth Mercedes replace an eight uh, a seven time. I almost said eight time world champion. He <laughs> should be eight time. You, you can yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> a, a seven time world champion. Um, so, so I think let's let's dig a bit deeper into why why do we think he's moving? I mean, my first sort of question to you, Sam is: Do you think it's the last two years and maybe the current direction of Mercedes? Do you think that's a sort of lacking confidence? He's voted with his feet. Do you think that's why he's he's pulled the trigger, or do you think do you think that's a factor? I think I think it's definitely a factor. Whether it's the most important
1: one, I'm, I'm less sure because I sort of I know we probably shouldn't. But I did sort of take him at his word last year when he said signed his new deal and said, look, I want to win the eighth with Mercedes. I feel like we're moving in the right direction. I'm being listened to. Car development's changing for 2024. And, you know, we'll see. We'll find out in, what, 13 days what that looks like, probably. Um, but with all of that being said, uh, it, it, it must have been hard the last couple of years driving, in the first instance, a car that was actively trying to break his back <laughs> and in the second instance, driving a car that was incredibly unpredictable, hauling it up the grid to finish sort of third in the championship behind the two Red Bulls, when everybody agrees there's no way that Mercedes was the second quickest car for, for any of the season, really. Um, I think, yeah, there's, it's definitely a factor. But for my money, I think Ferrari, it's more about Ferrari than it is about Mercedes. And I think that's probably why um, Toto and Mercedes will... Deal with it quite well. I think if they felt like Lewis had just decided he didn't have any faith in Mercedes anymore, it would be slightly different. But I think Lewis has always been quite open about his affection for Ferrari. Um, he's obviously really good friends with Sebastian Vettel. He made a similar move not you know, not 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 too long ago now and drove for Ferrari. And yeah, I think everybody would have known that like if it was going to happen, it's got it's going to happen sort of nowish. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously made that decision and wants to wants to go and drive for the the Tifosi.
0: But just on that, if Mercedes had had two really successful years it, instead of the years they've currently had, do you think he would even consider leaving, or do you think it's it's kind of it's added to the reason? It, you know, there's it, an attraction to Ferrari, but also Mercedes haven't really given much of a reason to stay.
1: No, if it, yeah, I agree. If it, if he'd won another couple and he was on nine chasing a tenth world title, fine. You know, maybe you would stay at the team you've been at all this time and try and win the tenth. I think Lewis. He still has that drive to win, he still obviously has that drive to win championships. I don't know what Ferrari have said to him about their plans for the next couple of years and also for the new regs in 2026. Maybe he's been convinced by that prospect and thinks he's going to win another championship there. That's quite possible, and in fact, it's probably quite likely, knowing well not knowing Lewis, but knowing his drive to win. but equally, uh, driving Ferrari is special, regardless of whether or not they win championships. And, you know fingers crossed, he goes there and wins races at least because it would be a real shame. If you moved to Ferrari and suffered in a really rubbish car for a couple of years, let's hope that doesn't happen. but um, I think it's more about uh, the prestige, and every great driver at some point has wanted to or has gone on to drive for Ferrari, and he's joining a pretty exclusive club there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's more about yeah, it's more about that than, than necessarily being a massive downer on Mercedes. Um, this season will probably answer that question. <laughs> I mean, if they really struggle again this year, everybody's going to be looking at Lewis saying, yep, good call, my friend. Yeah,
0: Um, yeah. we'll see. I mean, you're you're on the Ferrari point. I think it's a really sort of romantic ending to his Formula One career, really, to start at the team where he grew up and they took him as a kid, to then move to, you know, make an inspired call to move to uh, Mercedes, uh, you know, a massive manufacturer, and then go to the most historic team in the sport. Um, You know, it's... I think someone put it very well. It's sort of, it's the biggest dangling carrot in Formula One. So it's very, it's very very hard uh, to turn down, I think. And, you know, there's always been flirting with it in the past. I suppose also a key thing, a reason why he's probably attracted to Ferrari now is that Fred Vasseur, the team principal of Ferrari, is someone that Lewis knows incredibly well. He was his team principal when Lewis was in uh, GP2 or FP2 when he was world champion there. So that's obviously been a factor in in wooing him as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that will have been a factor. He's, he's got quite a good relationship with the head of Ferrari as well, uh, sort of off the track. Um, and there's another guy who moved over from Mercedes. They poached Loic Serra. I don't know if you know him. He's oh, right, head yeah. of, he was the head of vehicle performance at Mercedes. And the rumor is that he's also sort of very much been in Lewis's camp with regards to car development. Like He, he, both, he agreed that uh, sort of the W13 and W14 both had traits that just weren't conducive to lap time and lewis's driving style so it's kind of interesting that mercedes had him poached off of them relatively recently and now they've lost lewis as well so yeah i think he's he must have been convinced definitely by the team that they've got ferrari have been recruiting really talented people quite a lot the last 18 months two years they've pinched a couple from red bull as well um so yes yeah i think he's walking into a an ideal environment. And and also I don't, don't underestimate the relationship he's got with Charles Leclerc. Like they all, they have always seemed to get on really well. And I think they're yeah. kind of kindred spirits. They're both quite quiet, uh, very chilled individuals. I think they're both obviously highly competitive racing drivers, but I think there's a, I don't know, there's a similarity of
0: approach to some extent. Yeah. You can see him doing quite well in the Ferrari because to design it to what, how he would like it it's not too far away from his current style. Whereas, you know, if he was going to work in the Red Bull tomorrow, yeah. he'd find that really difficult because it's the complete opposite style to how he likes to drive a car. Yep. Um, so I think that's a good point as well. Like you say, it's not like he's going into being Verstappen's teammate. I think him, Leclerc is, you know, the, it's, a, it's a mouthwatering prospect. We can come onto that in a bit later as well. I suppose one of the other reasons why Lewis is going, he doesn't need the money. He can, he, he's free to make that choice. He's, you know, he's, got enough money for the rest of his lifetime basically he can at this point in his career at the age of 39 he can take a risk he can take a gamble and um, you know if you're going to take a gamble go to the best most historic team don't you know it's not like he's taking a gamble at Aston Martin I think it's a really you know it's probably felt like it's now or never and like you say I think Ferrari probably said that to him as well was like come on now let's let's make it happen we've always meant to be together and it's um it's it's fascinating you, you touched on it there a minute ago about what does this mean for 2024. I mean that car launch on the 14th of uh, February with Lewis and Mercedes, that's gonna be horrendous. Awkward. It's gonna be all, it's gonna be so awkward. Like it's gonna be like announcing like announcing like spending Valentine's Day with your ex girlfriend or ex boyfriend publicly in front of everyone. Like it's it's gonna be such a story. I think I think you're right. I think I think you know Mercedes and Total Wolf aren't idiots i don't think they'll come across as really sour grapes i think they'll respect that it's lewis's call he had that option in his contract to to leave and he's he's exercised it so i think they'll be mature about it but you know it's still not going to be a smooth car launch is it really because that's going to be that is going to be the topic of conversation is is the w15 a mess and is this the reason why lewis is leaving that's that's going to be the the main like thing on everyone's lips at that car launch isn't it
1: yeah, but, it, but yes, it will. But but also, so I mean, what are Mercedes' expectations, really? I mean, we're going to talk a bit about this in future podcasts, aren't we? And sort of what we expect from them this season and what they expect from themselves. But essentially, they're in it to build a championship-winning car and win World mm. Championships. So from Lewis's perspective, this season goes one of two ways. Either he has a great last hurrah with Mercedes, wins the eighth, rides off into the sunset, kind of Ferrari-shaped sunset, um, and goes and does something he's always dreamt of doing, having sort of fulfilled the, I guess fulfilled the expectations of Mercedes this season. And on the other hand, if he doesn't win the championship, largely he can probably consider the season a bit of a failure and maybe the car is not up to scratch. And he suddenly looks like, you know, obviously we'll see how Ferrari performed as well this season. Looks like maybe it could be a good decision from a performance perspective too. So it's it's sort of, win, I don't want to say win-win, but it feels a little mm. bit win-win for us. I mean, it may well be awkward at points for sure and car development uh, and setups going to be really interesting this year. I mean, Toto is so competitive, I can't see a situation in which they would actively make it more difficult for Lewis to win races by favouring George, because Lewis probably is by far and away their their best chance at winning a championship this year. But if it looks like the car isn't going to be a championship contender and either Red Bull run off into the distance, or it's going to be a Red Bull Ferrari battle this season, fingers crossed it's not Red Bull run off into the distance, of course. um, It may well be they start you know thinking about george as the number 1 driver next year and that changing things from a development perspective and that potentially not favouring lewis i don't know that all of those are sort of up in the air factors to some extent but i think from lewis's perspective having endured the last couple of years as he has maybe he's not too bothered about that prospect you know like if he wins the eighth great if not as i say he's got ferrari to look forward to in 25
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I I am a Lewis mega fan, but I do think it's it's going to be something incredibly unexpected for him to be the world champion this season. Just where Red Bull ended the season last year, mm. I think you know for Lewis, I think a good a good end or good send off for his time at Mercedes this season is just winning a race. I think he's not had that for two years, and he's had like I said, he's had so many awful races over the last two years. You know, the back with his back or Brazil where he was just being lapped. Or Austin, where he thought he was going to win and then got disqualified. Or even Abu Dhabi at the end of the season, where he finished, I think it was ninth, where George was on the podium. Like he's had some miserable, miserable times. And I think if he can have a season where he doesn't replicate that, I think he'll be happy. And if he's challenging for the odd win here or there and he does get a win, I think I think he'll be quite happy. I suppose one of the things that will be interesting. And I think you make that's a good point about development. Is if this card is not very good, any public comment by him negatively about the car is going to be so scrutinized and be so hyped up and I think he's going to have to be very careful about what he says about the car because the level of scrutiny now with him leaving is is added I think really whereas you know it's obviously been a big story in the past but I think it could be even bigger this season if uh if he starts complaining about the car mm.
1: yeah no you're right he will have to be very careful about that I'm sure Mercedes will have some very clear instructions in place for that kind of thing
0: yeah, I I I'd be surprised if it got messy between the two of them if they were sort of slagging each other off publicly. There's too much respect from Toto and also from Lewis as well. It's not really either of their style. I can't see them burning the bridge with each other. I think that would be that would be quite quite bizarre. I think.
1: Yeah, of course, and also I feel like Lewis is going to be in. This, yeah, maybe he won't he won't be driving for more than the next three or four years probably, but he'll be he'll likely be around the sport still for a mm. long time yet, mm. and ex drivers bring an awful lot of value still to teams and yeah, things yeah. so it's quite possible he um he ends up going back to mercedes in some form or another at some
0: stage so yeah yeah i mean i mean it will it will be hard for that mercedes team though getting ready for this new season about to launch the car and your star man has just quit before the season's even started well is leaving next season before the season started like you know that's going to take one hell of a motivational speech from Toto Wolff and the leadership team to get everyone fired up because for them they probably feel like it's What's the point? Or you know, if, especially if that test doesn't go very well at the start of the season, I think the the morale could be quite low because it's such a shock and it's such a big loss to lose a, a seven time world champion.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think from for for the next sort of two to three years, it, it it does potentially present a bit of a problem for for Mercedes because I think Lewis really overperformed last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. And he sort of he sort of hid a lot of the the issues by being so good and so consistent. You know, he fin- I think he f- he had what like eight fifteen consecutive points finishes or something mad. Like he, you know, really really strong, lots of podiums and stuff. And as I say, finished third in the championship when he really sh- probably shouldn't have done. Um, and you look at the lineups, so for now for twenty twenty five, obviously Red Bull have got Max Verstappen. Ferrari are going to have two really fantastic like championship contender drivers in Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc which we're obviously very excited about. Mercedes are going to retain George Russell, who we both agree is a really good driver, but is he championship challenger potential yet? Probably not. And then you look at McLaren, who've got both drivers signed up long-term now. Lando and Oscar Piastri are both fantastic. I think they're definitely in the same league as George Russell. Maybe ahead, potentially. I don't know. In Lando's case, we'll see. Um, And yeah, that presents a pretty challenging environment for Mercedes because there aren't natural replacements, really, for Lewis. You can't replace someone like that. there are options, of course. You know, they could take Saints, they could take a number of other drivers, but they're not Lewis, and they're not in the Lewis, Charles, Leclerc, Max Verstappen bracket, and that's what they want and need because they're, they're Mercedes, right? And they're a winning machine. They need the best yeah. driver.
0: And I think added to that as well, you're not like Lewis has covered a lot of the problems, and that's been to the team's benefit because they've outperformed and they've scored loads of points. But let let's say the W15 is not a good car and they've got issues with the car. And then the W16 is the same. The W17 is a car and you've got two drivers that aren't at that level. You, you could, there is a reality where in three year, three or four years time, Mercedes are not a winning team. They're just a midfield team because they're really struggling to get their head around the regulations or they're just, you know, they're struggling to be at the very front, but they have after such a period of dominance. I, I think it's a very, very, it could very likely happen that they become sort of in that pack behind the, those at the very top. Um, and you can see Red Bull and Ferrari, maybe McLaren just being the top three teams for years to come. I think it's kind of a bit of a make or break moment where Mercedes go over the next two years. And I think, you know, Toto, he's just signed a new deal. He'll be, he'll be absolutely gutted because he said so publicly he was there to get Lewis his eighth world championship rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's just lost his star man. And, you know, penny for his thoughts this evening. I feel like he must be pretty, uh, he must have smashed a few Bose uh, headphones uh, on his desk or whatever. <laughs> a very um,
1: expensive uh, habit to have that one. They're quite yeah. expensive, those headphones, aren't
0: they? They are. I mean it's still an iconic moment. But, you know, for my money, Toto seems like an inspiring chap. Like I'd love to be in his company right now because I think you'd just be it'd be fascinating to see how he responds in sort of in his reactions and how he's you know, decisions he's making with the shareholders, the those around him, the leadership team and how he manages the staff, I think, as well. I think it's a really he'll be one to watch, I think, over the, the next year or so, how he handles the pressure of finding a new star and sort of getting Mercedes back to winning World Championships. And I think that job has been just, it's just been made incredibly harder by, by his a star, his star man going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, what I would say is it's an enormous opportunity for George Russell now. You know, he'll oh, be number, you, number one in that team. He, he is very well-respected, well-regarded on the grid. He's a quick yeah. driver. He's just got to make that step now but the step from good driver to great driver challenging for a world championship is the hardest one.
0: Yeah. This almost this season is the most uh, George's most important season at Mercedes of his three so far, because he's got to show that he's stepped up another level. He's consistent. He's not error prone. And he's not also not someone that takes his team out that we started to see that a bit from him towards the end. And he was making quite a few mistakes. And I, I hope he's had the off season. He needed to sort of get his head back together Get himself dusted off, but I think you're right. I think this is a really, really important season for him. And I think you know he's got he's got talent, and he's not he's not a bad chap to have in, a, in an F1 car at all. But he's by no means you know Lewis Hamilton Mark two is he? He's still got some development in him to go, and I think he needs to be by the end of the. But I think a good season for him at the end of this year would be like yeah whoever you can give me i'll be the leader of this team and they they've got to they've got to they've got to match me right because i'm setting such a high level and i think last year he kind of lost his way a bit whereas in the Mm. his first year he did a bit better but you know like you said i think i said that you made a good point like with the development of the car he might get to sway it back to what he likes more than because it's different to what lewis likes and that could come to to benefit him i mean we'll talk about his his um potential teammates after the break because mm. that is, again is a is a question that i think has really been discussed today because i think so much of the formula one world has just been stuck in in awe at what's what's happened in the developments um i'll, I'll ask you now to get your uh your crystal ball out how how do you think it will go for lewis at ferrari i see look i almost mercedes there it's still it's still so hard to <laughs> say lewis and mercedes it's it's gonna take some getting used to how do you think it'll get on he'll get on at, at this good Scuderia. Uh, I have a huge amount of
1: faith in him as a person, um, and Ferrari. For all of the memes and banter they've suffered the last couple of years, they have <laughs> they have improved. <laughs> they've won races. They were super competitive year before last. They were the only team other than Red Bull to win a race last year, um, and they've they've definitely moved in the right direction. So it feels like they're on an upward trajectory. So if you're going to move to Ferrari now, is a good time. Um,
0: oh, crystal ball. I mean. Yeah, don't worry. I, w- I won't. I won't hold you to, to these predictions. Okay, you know it's it's not it's it's not possible to predict. So I I, I
1: think they'll win races and a, f- a fair few of them. I, I don't think he'll win more than I don't know five, 10, five, somewhere between five and ten in a season. Let's say in twenty twenty five. But I think he will win races because mm. Ferrari should be more competitive in twenty twenty five. It's the last year of this regulation set where they really should have caught up to Red Bull. Um. I think he'll beat Charles Leclerc over the course Ooh. of the season, Ooh. but I think it'll be closer than he's had it with George last year. Um, yeah, I I think it will go well, but it's hard. It's really hard to see any. Sorry, I know we're getting really into like uh, initial prediction territory but it's really hard to see anybody other than red bull winning a championship
0: at the moment so no i don't disagree with you i I think
1: races races definitely championship feels like a bit of a long shot but you never know he's brilliant ferrari could pull pull a masterclass out of the bag put a great package package together um i did see some really funny stuff on like twitter obviously it's just been fantastic value today uh and in between various meetings with work and stuff it's been quite fun to look at what's um, been discussed but one of my favorites was um it was Lewis Hamilton going from hearing Bono say "Lewis, it's hammer time" to hearing "We are checking" <laughs> 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 on the team radio.
0: Such an iconic radio, and you know exactly from what team and who's doing that when they when you just say those three words.
1: Yeah, really tickled me that did. But um, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna go out there and say I think it will go well. I think it will prove successful. Whether or not it's enough for Lewis to win another championship, I'm less confident. How about you? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean. For me, I feel like this season is Red Bull's to lose, right? So then next season, I'd hope by that point the gap between Red Bull and the competition is much tighter, and because they know so much more about the regulation. So I'm hoping, like you say, next year, his first season in Scuderia in Ferrari, like you know, he can just get, he can just, he can just you know get up to speed win a few races and then set himself a good platform for 2026 when the end, when the engine regulations change. And I think, you know, Lewis has got a sixth sense sometimes about judging when to move before a regulation change. He did that with McLaren and leaving for Mercedes. I feel like he must've been shown or told something to think that, oh, you know, this is not a, not a bad step to go and move to them for 2026. And so, you know, if he, if he can be in position for 2026, where Ferrari come out the strongest, um, I think I think that'd be great, and I think you know, I you know I'd, I'd absolutely love that. Uh, I'll in mean his
1: forties though.
0: I know, I know, and that was crazy. That that, that was that was something I was going to come on to in a minute. His age. Um, on Charles, I I think they will get on well with each other. I think they'll fight so hard against each other. I think the battling between the two of them, like we've seen, Charles really go up against. Um, Uh, against max and really hand it to max sometimes i don't i mean i don't think we've seen charles and lewis fight too often i'd have to go look through youtube clips to go and to find that nothing springs to mind i suppose for charles though he's done it before he's he's beaten a multiple world time champion in in, as a teammate at ferrari like he knows that and he'll have been in the team for several years Mm -hmm. he may have got a bit complacent i i'm not sure uh but you know what a what a challenge for him to come in and and face you know turn up to work and your, and your new teammate is Lewis like I think Charles will be so fired up and I think they are such a such a strong pairing I think you know I'll, I'll say it now I think I, I'd be shocked if there's a stronger lineup on the grid in that season I think that is the probably the best two you could get I mean I think the only other one I could maybe consider would be Verstappen and Lando Norris but you know. Leclerc is, I think, a better driver than Orlando Norris. He's won more races um, and just looks quicker as well. Um, so, yeah, I I think 2025 might be a season of just getting your feet under the table, figuring out what goes on, winning a few races, and then just setting himself up for a big, big 2026. I think, you know, that's that's the realist in me. But who knows? You know, we could go from pre-season testing. We find that Ferrari are right on the Red Bull's tails and... You know, there's There's not that much big of a gap i mean there were there were mad, mad Twitter rumors before all this kicked off that Ferrari found some crazy amount of performance in their engine, something silly, and I thought, well, that's probably just someone sat <laughs> at home on a computer just typing random numbers and saying that's what they've heard <laughs> um, I'm not sure how they'd know that, but who who knows who knows I mean, but again, that's the thing. this season sets up next season so well that we 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 will be following Ferrari so closely for their performance and the development to see where that car ends the season, where it starts from, but also from a Ferrari point of view, I don't think we've touched on yet. It's like from a strategy point of view, they've been a joke for the last five years, Mm -hmm. six years. Like there have been memes galore of them being clowns and being all over the place. Like we didn't really see a massive improvement last year. And I'm kind of thinking that's probably because Fred Vasseur was only, was only brought in just before, um, well, just before the season started, he didn't have a full winter, so I'm hoping he can make those changes as well. But also, Ferrari do do have reliability problems, and you know, I think that was one of the things that held back their season last year is the, the the lack of reliability. So, if they can fix the strategy team and the reliability this season, that would be, I think, that'd be a very good season from a how can we get this team ready for 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 Lewis?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's just it's just a really powerful message as well, isn't it? I think for Ferrari. <clears throat> from a leadership perspective, to demonstrate how serious they are, um, mm-hmm. because I think I really like uh, Leclerc, obviously, and, and I, I do rate science pretty highly—not not as highly as some, but pretty highly. Um, but neither of them are the kind of, uh, particularly Charles. They're both quite nice, and Charles Leclerc in particular is very nice, and I think that that's a really admirable quality in someone mm. who's so competitive in a really high highly intense sport. Um, but I do think that probably comes at some cost sometimes. So I think, think, think you know, things like strategies and stuff like that. Like it's going to be really interesting to see the dynamic because Lewis is much more. Uh, I want to find. I want to find a nice way of saying it, but I say ruthless. He's a much more yeah. ruthless competitor, I think, and like not afraid to communicate what he wants and disagree with the team um that's gonna be a really interesting dynamic i think and and maybe something that char will potentially learn from him a little bit as well i yeah. think that's the other thing for char thinking about this in in his shoes yes he'll be a bit nervous of course um but as you say his track record itself is pretty good um he's incredibly highly rated by ferrari been signed on a really long-term deal um and he'll have the opportunity to learn from the best driver ever so i think from his perspective it's a it's going to be a a sort of an interesting enjoyable challenge i guess right up until the point that they're both fighting for a race win <laughs> and then we'll see uh because as you say Charles is incredibly aggressive uh, on track although i think he's a very fair driver in reality like he he's got quite aggressive and he'll, he'll chuck the car in for you know quite late for an overtake as we saw on perez towards the end of last season but in general i don't remember him driving into the side of anybody too often
0: no no
1: and the, and the same goes for lewis so i think if you're going to pick two drivers on the grid who are going to go wheel to wheel, but be respectful. I don't think you can go far wrong with those two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think that's a good point about him learning from him. I think it'd be stupid not to seek his counsel and his, and his guidance. And I think the team as well, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's a bit like when Schumacher turned up, he sort of molded the team into what he wanted it to be and learn from them. And you know, like when Lewis went from McLaren to Mercedes, he really helped the team get up to speed. And we heard Vettel was very good at doing that at Ferrari and Aston Martin as well. So uh yeah, I think I think I think that as well. Um I suppose, you know, someone you say about Lewis being quite direct and ruthless. Carlos Sainz, who's just been sacked basically for twenty twenty five, or not been sacked, but not been renewed for twenty twenty-five. Um, like he was quite good at doing that, telling Ferrari, no, this is the strategy we're doing, or no, this is what I'm doing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what those dynamics are. Um, but yeah, please, please do not make us sit-through, rogue, Ferrari strategy calls when you've got two amazing drivers. I think that will literally drive Formula 1 fans. I think all Formula 1 fans round the bend. I don't think there's... The only people to be laughing at that and enjoying that would be Christian Horner and yeah. uh, Jos Stappen. I think everyone else would find that quite frustrating. Because, you know, ultimately right, for Formula 1 as a sport, this is a great thing to have your star man move across to uh, the most historic team. And I think for the sport, it kind of needs it needs a happy ending, right? It needs it to go well, and you know, has has the script kind of been written already? You know, are we going to see Lewis winning his eight at Ferrari, beating Schumacher's record? You know, because obviously equal at the moment, uh, at Ferrari. And I, I, someone else was saying, uh, I mean, this is this is just people just getting excited on Twitter saying, like, Adrian Newey said he's always one, he always needs, he only needs a reason <laughs> to move to Ferrari. I don't know when his deal is up, but could you imagine if he joined as well? I mean, I, I think Red Bull would pay him. In zillions of pounds to stay there. I think they'd do anything but to let him go. But yeah, you know that you know that that's that's being a bit too uh, crystal ball-y But yeah, <laughs> th- th- there is there is a great script there f- to happen, right? Where Lewis wins eighth at Ferrari. Like it's just, especially for the last couple of years, it'd be it'd be a great moment in the uh in the in the biopic uh the biopic of his life.
1: Yeah, and I think it would it it, it would be a very nice little. I mean, yeah, you know, winning the eighth or whatever would be remarkable of itself, but. A nice little moniker to separate him from Alonso and Vettel who both made a similar move with similar mm, aspirations yeah. and both got yeah. pretty close to be fair. They both both did to clo- get get did get close, but both got beat by.
0: It'd be another way of cementing his sort of greatness, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. To go to three to go to three se also to go to three separate teams in the modern era of Formula One, like that's something we saw probably more frequently in the past. But to go to three separate teams in the modern era and become a world champion at all of them would, you know, and to be the most of all time would just be you know that, that probably that would make I think for me that would make up for the the injustice of Abu Dhabi, I think yeah uh, if that if that if that's how he got his eighth I mean that oh just the the thought of that this script <laughs> the script is there come on come on someone please Ferrari the gods whoever controls it just just write that script and let and let that happen because I think it's just it's too good to be true right I, I feel like it has to be happened but yeah I mean you touched on it briefly we should talk about his age. Yep. He's 39. He doesn't look 39. He looks in very good shape and he looks very youthful uh, for a 39-year-old. I hope I look as youthful as that and as fit as that when I'm uh, when I'm thirty 39. <laughs> still a few years away from me. Um, I suppose we've not really seen him slow down. I suppose what we have seen him in the last year or two is just be a bit more cautious sometimes when he's dueling with people. Now, that can't bite partly because him going, you know what, I'm in a slow car and you know there's no point going out crazy for this or and i i don't see it in reaction times because it's not really that i think you know no um definitely instant the incident in qatar that was a one-off and that was kind of six of one and a half a dozen of the other um and also the reason why i'm not too worried about his age was it was only what two years ago when it was or three years ago now uh when he fought you know he fought for his title battle from the very first to the very last second of a season and really fought for it and really pushed it and so it, i'd be surprised if there's a massive drop off but are you worried about his age Do you think he could start slowing down
1: uh no i think alonso is the good a good example right um he is older yeah, yeah. he's older than lewis hamilton and he's still i don't think he's necessarily at the absolute peak of his game but he is still a top driver very yeah. highly rated and he probably is on the list of potential replacements for lewis for my money um Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Um, no, I, I'm not super worried about his age. I mean, it would be remarkable for him to win a World Championship in his 40s. Um, but as you say, he is an absolute specimen. Uh, and he's lost none of his... I mean, he'd obviously lost a bit of his drive, I think, in in 2022. Uh, two, three? Where are we now? 2022. I yeah. think it was quite obvious that the recovery after i b 21 was... A long one um, and we saw a bit of a drop off in performance but based on what we saw last year, the consistency he had, the fact that he regularly outqualified George Russell who is a really fast Saturday driver, everybody is aware of that, he put the car on pole in Hungary my god, I mean I don't even know how he did that, um, he still got it 100% and I, and I don't see any reason why an extra year or an extra year and a half too would make any difference to him right now like, what is yeah. the, realistically, what is the difference between 39 and 40, 41? Like, it's not massive. And in his case in particular, I mean, fine, if we're having this conversation 15, 20 years ago and we're talking about a previous generation of driver, maybe it would be a bit different. But but these days, no, I just don't worry. The you know, guy lives like a monk as well. I mean, it's just not, it doesn't seem likely that there's going to be much of a drop-off there. And I might as well goof you about the aggression, but. But we did. I, I don't know. I saw there were definitely a few moves last year where I remember texting you, being like, "That's that's the old Lewis right there. Like that's that's <laughs> twenty one Lewis, right? That's not still got it. That's not the twenty two kind of sad, slightly mopey Lewis who's still really pissed off, basically, about Abu Dhabi and driving a car that was actively trying to break his bones." Um, yeah, I think we definitely saw that again last year, and. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. I think it's it's a it's a factor. I think sure, and everybody will be having a conversation. Everyone will be, like, oh, when are you going to retire, Lewis, or whatever? By the time he gets to Ferrari, but equally, I think everyone's going to be so excited about the fact he's going to be at Ferrari. Who no one's going to care <laughs>
0: how old yeah. he is. Yeah, I mean, I, if it reassures you, I've just googled the oldest F1 champion, and Fangio was 46 when he was the oldest F1 champion in 1957. So yeah. if Fangio could do it back then, I mean, it was a lot less races, but uh, if Fangio can do it back then, I'm sure Lewis can can still go for a few more years. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I should just be full disclosure right now. I am a massive Lewis Hamilton fan, first and foremost, more than a Mercedes fan. <laughs> and I And I will be buying a lot of Hamilton Ferrari merch as soon as it hits the stores next year. I'll be buying the cap, the t-shirt, the co, I don't know. I'll, I'll if the, I, I pray to God they don't hire some absolutely nutter uh, designer that they've had for some of their merch in the past because the the merch has been getting better and their design of their you know their team wear and their liveries has been getting better last year. But I'm sure they'll be paying a lot of money for someone very good to design them some good stuff because they were probably looking at the announcement today thinking, well, we know Lewis has got a big fan base uh, and they will be cashing it in. So uh, I will be in that queue buying that first Ferrari Lewis Hamilton cap yeah. uh, I'll have to find somewhere <laughs> I'll have to find somewhere for my Mercedes stash maybe I could put that in a nice memory box or something to put that put back the bed. I've got the I've got the McLaren stuff from a kid when I was younger at home but yeah yeah
1: very good no this has come at an interesting time for me because I've been looking at so you know like last season I'm quite attached to Oscar Piastri as a driver mm. I really like him and I will definitely follow him over the next. Uh... But you're, but you're allergic to papayas. I am allergic say. to papyrus, you well know. Um, but I'm I, I like McLaren. Fan. I've got a soft spot for them as a team, and I've had a soft spot for Ferrari for a long time, and I do really like Charles Leclerc as well. So, this is now that like this has gone to another level now. I've gone from sort of mm-hmm. oh, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Ferrari. I'd like to see them back near the top again, and you know, being desperate to see Oscar Piastri win races and do well and stuff over the next like decade. Uh, I'm all in on 2025 now. I'm quite excited for the season to see how it goes, of course, but. Hamilton and Leclerc driving for Ferrari together in 2025 is just going to be it for me, I think, for the le- for that year and maybe and for 26 if he stays for the next year afterwards for the new regs. It's hard to imagine I'm going to give a flying, you know, what's it about any other driver <laughs> or any other team while we're living through that little period. So I'm just readying yeah. myself for that obsession. Um, and yeah, equally, I'll be, I'll be very excited about Merch. We're going to
0: see the 44 on a Ferrari, Will. I know unless he wins the world championship this year then we will see a red one uh, we will see a one on the uh, Did he take the front. one? Did he t- I don't well, know. he's not in the past. He's not he's done it sometimes in the past, but he's not he didn't do it for the last couple of uh yeah world championships, but I feel like he will want to rip that number off Max Verstappen's car if he wins it this year. But, I think he's got to
1: um, switch to the yellow helmet as well. I think a yellow helmet on in that Ferrari will oh, pop. Oh
0: yes, a return back to the yellow helmet, a tribute to Senna as well. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, I think because the neon goes quite well with um with with the mercedes at the moment but yeah oh the yellow helmet i've not even thought about that mm. oh that's that's got me excited just thinking <laughs> about a yellow helmet that's that's how excited i am for this i mean i feel like that first race of of the 2025 uh five season you and i will be sat next to each other fully decked out in our full ferrari oh, yeah. hamilton gear like i feel like we're just gonna fully embrace this uh so yeah fair enough and uh i feel like we should start we should test out our new end before we go to our break or i think we'll be saying uh quite regularly you came up with it earlier. I'll let you, I'll give it to you now. Forza Luigi. Very good. Uh, and with that we'll take a quick pit stop. Hello, welcome back from the break. Hope you had a jolly old time. Now, first time we discussed all things Lewis moving to Ferrari, what it means for this year, what it means for his time in Ferrari, and our initial reaction to it. Now let's talk about what it means for one man in particular, but also for the man that's going to fill the seat next to Lewis, uh, next to George Russell at Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, one man that's been caught up in all this, Carlos Sainz. How do you think he'll be feeling right now?
1: He's an innocent bystander, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, of everyone this is going to affect I think it's probably going to impact him the most negatively not mm. just because he's lost his seat at Ferrari I mean he may well get the seat at Mercedes I think he would be a very safe pair of hands to give the drive to so you know, maybe he'll make that trade and he'll be happy to do so he's driven for plenty of teams in Formula 1 already why not add another one to the list um, but um, it's more that he's got to endure 12 months now or well, 10 months of Lewis Hamilton, Ferrari mania. Uh, and every you know little mistake or anything like that is going to be under the microscope for him. Um, and if... Oh, I really hope we don't, but if we end up in a situation where the season goes like the last one did, and let's say, for argument's sake, Max Verstappen wins in Bahrain by 30 seconds, we're going to find conversations very quickly, move on to, oh, exciting for 2025 and for Hamilton to be at Ferrari and... Yeah, it's a long time to be driving for a team when everybody's just talking about the guy who's coming in to replace you. Um yeah. So that could be quite tough for him. But he seems like a pretty tough guy. He's very robust, I think. And he is a, of himself a very good driver. So I don't know. I wouldn't be super worried. But I think, yeah, it's going to be quite
0: a tough year for him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think um you know for him he wouldn't have wanted his Ferrari dream to have ended like this Mm -hmm. I think he would have wanted it to be on his terms where he's kind of the decision's kind of been taken out of his hand and I know I know he was negotiating a new contract with them but I think he wanted a longer deal than what they were willing and there were rumors there were rumors um coming out in this last year I think that Audi were keen to tap up you know as they've just taken over Sauber or Stake whatever they're called now Mm -hmm. um and I think his team came out and said, "Yeah, no, he's not interested in that at all. He's very much keen to sort of be at Ferrari for a long time." And for that decision to be taken away from him, when he's actually done a pretty good job, really. A, he, I think he had a very good year last year. Like he he was the only one that wasn't a Red Bull to win a race, and that was from him alone in his skill. Like we, how much did we praise him in that episode about his sort, of, yeah. his signs masterclass? So I think he is. I think he's a really um, sort. He'll be sought after. I think. I think there'll be a lot of teams be interested in him. Um but I think he'll be it'll be hard for him to to get over the fact that the decision's been taken for him by them getting someone in better than him, um which I think he'll find quite tough i mean I did see a quite a funny meme of someone saying that uh science would just be like crashing into loads of cars like as is as that be his twenty twenty four which i don't I don't see him as well, but I think science will be the kind of guy that uses this to fuel him, and he would just be very very fired up to let his talking be shown on the track and that's and he'll use that to advertise himself to top teams and yeah I think he'll feel gutted I think it'll be hard for him as well especially the trajectory he was on but you know he 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 was at Red Bull he left he went to Renault was okay there and then McLaren was a real star there and then that obviously got him his seat at um Ferrari like you could see him going to Mercedes or dropping a bit further down and being you know Still doing really well. though I don't. I don't see it being breaking him, and it being the end of it. Not. It's not like Vettel, where Vettel was kind of a bit broken by the time he went to uh, to Aston Martin. I think he will still be a real, real talent. Um. Do you do you think do you think Total Wolf will just do a straight swap? Do you think that will be where they initially think, or do you think they're likely to go elsewhere? How you know? Just if you're Total Wolf, what's what are the pros and cons for Carlos signs?
1: Um. I suppose the pros are is a relatively safe pair of hands. He's a well-experienced Grand Prix driver. He's won races now. And I think he'd be quite a good partner for Russell, probably. yeah. Um, yeah. The, the downsides, he's not Lewis. He's not, probably not realistically close to a kind of Lewis category championship winning driver. He's very good, but I just don't, I just don't see him in that top bracket. Um, not yet anyway. And that is probably what Mercedes should be targeting, but as i say there aren't there just aren't many available at all if any so maybe science is, is the best option for them for a couple of years and until they can find another another world beater maybe and someone someone else becomes available or george develops into that driver you know it's it's quite possible he does so yeah i think there are a lot of there are a lot of things to weigh up there for toto um if it was me i'd probably do it um it's between him and a couple of others i think he's probably the safest bet realistically driving for a top team he's also got experience driving for a top team right he's been at ferrari a little while he's driven for mclaren as well it's not like you'd be p- plucking someone from as well yeah you're not pl- you're not plucking someone from like williams after a couple of years and yeah popping them in the mercedes sort of similar to how they did with george russell if anything it's probably a safer move for them than than when they pinch, you know took russell off of williams so albeit russell got a bit of a cameo didn't he Driving the mercedes at uh what race was that i can't remember bahrain, bahrain. yeah he should have won it Didn't yeah. actually, never mind. um Yes, I think it's going to be a tough year for him, but as you say, I think he'll be very driven. Um, he's quite, a, I think he's quite a feisty, kind of fiery character. I think he'll use it to energize him. And yeah, I'm pretty confident he'll get a good seat, sort of regardless of what happens. But it would make a lot of sense for them to just do a swap.
0: Yeah, and if and if you're if you're total wolf, is the is the criteria for Lewis's replacement? Who is the best driver I can get, or do you think it's? Well, let me see. Let me see where George is at. Let me see what level George is. At. Is George our new star man? And we get someone to bring up. Like, I think, I think for him, that probably has to be the question: Is do we just go out for the best person that's available, or do we just get someone that will fit in the team culture, or do we do we use that second seat to bring someone up that's going to be, you know, that's undervalued or underappreciated, that's actually real star quality? Like, I am sure those, you know, for me, those seem to be like the three sort of questions he'll be sort of trying to answer in, in, the time, in deciding. Who who replaces Hamilton?
1: Yeah, it's a, a lot depends on George, doesn't it? I think if they've got a huge amount of faith in George and they can build the team around him in exactly the same way they have Lewis mm. this last eight, nine years, um, maybe they will think that they can I don't want to say settle, but maybe they, they will think getting a driver that isn't sort of a guaranteed winner or a likely guaranteed winner is probably okay. Um yeah, it all depends on on their assessment of George, but they do rate George very highly, and he is a very yeah. good driver, and he's very young. You know, he's only been with Mercedes two full seasons, and you know, he beat Lewis in one of them, albeit there are mitigating circumstances. And in the second one, he was, you know, he was beaten well, but it wasn't like he got absolutely thrashed like you know Alonso and Stroll or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. A lot, a lot depends on how they rate George, and and I think of the drivers that are seemingly likely to be available, Sainz is probably the best one. They could take yeah. Albon. Uh, I'd say they're relatively close, but I still have sites I think ahead of Albon personally. Yeah. Well, what do you think about them, those two?
0: Yeah, um, well, just on that, I think on the George one, mm. like I think you know, I think you're right. They they've always rated George because they would never have put him into the seat in the first place, right? They've obviously had a development plan for him, this or that. But it's whether him being you know the leader at this point now is too early in his career. Now, did they think they were going to get two more years out of Lewis, and then that would be the time that? George would be fully developed and ready to go to be the main guy. Like he's still very young. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's interesting to see. I think it's a big season for George really to to show what level he's at to Toto. Albon, uh, I mean, what what season he had last year? You know, I think it was. we both really highlighted him in our end of season, New Year review, really impressed us. Uh, really dragged that Williams up the field. Something that Lewis has been very good at not saying that the similar sort of level but he did really outperform that car and his just driving was just impressive you know his speed his pace but also his overtaking and defending like i was very very impressed i think he's gone up in value for a lot of drivers i also really like his temperament as well i think he's a really sound bloke i think he comes across very level headed not too showy not too argumentative but he's willing to get his elbows out and really fight people um and i think as well the experience that he had at red bull he's massively learned from and I think he would really relish the opportunity to step up another level and, and be one of the top teams um yeah I think I think he'd be quite a safe bet but I think it'd be hard to pick between him and Signs. I think Signs has just got a bit more of an edge because he's a bit more ready to go to be in a top team whereas you know that's kind of a bit slightly untested really with Albon because Albon didn't really get a fair crack of the whip at Red Bull mm. um so yeah, I, I I could see I could see either way really. I think they're both. Um, I think those two are probably the front runners in, in my opinion. I think those would be the two I'd be looking at the closest and originally. I suppose a name that has been thrown out as well, and I I, I really don't believe this. This is just complete <laughs> Twitter nonsense. People saying Toto's already been in contact with Fernando Alonso's management team. Like, no, he's not. Look, no, Toto Wolff has not been the first thing he's done is not picking up the phone to Fernando Alonso's management when he's trying to, before this is even breaking, that's just people just trying to grab headlines. Like if Toto has done that, then he needs to go and see someone because that's not logical. It's your first step to go pick up (laughs) the phone to a 42 year olds management team that's burned and crashed at every team he's been at. Like, I feel like yes, him and George getting well, but I feel like Alonso is such a bad decision for that Mercedes seat. Like, (laughs) T- 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 am I am I wrong? Do do you, or do you see the are there are there pros of him going? He's not. To, he's
1: not just a forty two year old Grand Prix winner. Well, he is. He's a the lizard killer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say two time world champion. <laughs> he also happens to be a two time world champion, but primarily and certainly a for us on killer. this podcast, he is the <laughs> lizard killer. And for
0: for for context, for new listeners, you may remember this: at Singapore at free practice, uh, Fernando Alonso did run over a lizard and people thought he did it deliberately because he managed to avoid the um the drain covers at Vegas. So he was then dubbed the lizard killer and that was one of our highlights of last season. But uh yeah. The reaction Sorry, t- the reaction
1: times are still there, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> um I yes. It's a very outside shout and you're right. He is everything Mercedes doesn't value in a I guess in a personality. He's incredibly combustible. He's prickly if you end up doing it or making mistakes, he makes you pay for them probably more than any other driver publicly. Um, yeah. But he's a tremendous competitor. He's still got it. He's rapid still. He absolutely smashed his teammate. Now I know that's not saying much because his teammate's Lance Stroll. Sorry, Lance Stroll, once again uh, for brutalising you on the podcast.
0: Uh, and I've not, I've missed this. I've missed this. <laughs> your, your lack of appreciation for Lance Stroll.
1: Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? There's a Lance Stroll related discussion I'd like to have when we come to talk about the Andretti decision next week. Okay. But we'll save that. Uh, Alonso, I think of all the drivers available, I think he's probably the fastest one.
0: Wow. Wow that is a bold claim. I'd I'd put Sainz quicker than him. Do you think in the, in the same car I think I think Sainz oh, is quicker. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's close but I'd, I'd probably have Alonso personally. Oh, I mean fair, fair oh. place to Alonso as it being a 42-year-old to even be in the conversation Yeah, you know, that is fair, you know he's obviously got some talent. Um but could you like I think you're that's a massive point about his personality. Mm. Like if you make a mistake he punishes you publicly. Like let's say he comes in next season and the car is terrible. He, would, he would, would slaughter Mercedes publicly from day one, like to a level that we've not seen since he was at McLaren. Like, he would be so brutal. And even Alpine, actually, was pretty brutal about them as well. But, like, he'd be so publicly brutal and he wouldn't be discreet at all. He'd be so obviously timed. And I think, oh, you could see him and Toto Wolf having a proper punch up, couldn't you? Because he, <laughs> he, he just wouldn't accept that kind of behavior. But I, you know, I do see he's quick. He is fast. He, I just and, think he and, could
1: he, win races for them. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. I think, yeah, same with Sainz,
0: but I don't know. I just, and also if you bring him in, does he just do the role that Lewis is kind of doing? He yep. wins you points. He, he maximizes the car yep. at the same time. He's sort of protecting George while George is developing and, and growing into the driver he's going to become. Yep. Um, yeah. And I, George yep. and George and Russell, uh, George and Alonso do get well, but that's, that's, you know, they, have a relationship i think quite pale outside of races you can see them being quite hot headed with each other when they're dueling with one another
1: i mean it would be a bit like we've already had one twitter meltdown this week well two actually if you throw the andretti stuff into the mix but i think there'd be another one if alonso went to mercedes i think it'd be the most mm. amazing move for him i think he'd be moving to a team that could potentially win races in 2025 competing with another really good driver um yeah i think there there are yeah i agree there are a lot of reasons not to do it but i don't think pace is one of them so no
0: i think i think this would probably be probably alonso's biggest shock move mm. because he obviously disappeared from the sport and then came back and that was kind of we always you know no one ever really fully believed him when he said he was retiring the first time um i mean his his move to aston came out of nowhere and that was big at the time and then obviously the subsequent drama with piastri and all that as well but um i feel like this would be bigger if he was you know, anointed as the Hamilton successor, especially when Hamilton schooled him as well. Like, uh, <laughs> that, that would be, that'd be, that's the thing with Alonso. I always find Alonso, he seems to me so much older than Hamilton. He seems like he's like, you know, when we said earlier about how youthful Hamilton is, I, I feel that there's more than three years between the two of them. I think, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, are there any other contenders? I mean, we know we know who would have been in the contention for a seat, but is not because of their new contracts. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you kind of happy that Piastri and Lando Norris are sort of tied up in long contracts? Or do you mm. wish they were kind of on the market because of the prospects of them being at Mercedes? I
1: kind of wish Norris was, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Piastri's staying with McLaren, but I think oh, really uh, look, Norris has been in the sport long enough now that I really want to see him tested against a top top
0: driver, another top driver. Well, he 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 doesn't want to he, he, well, said no. when he signed his new contract he said uh yeah why would you want to go to red bull and race max verstappen yeah
1: that's a little bit yeah i don't know i i really hope that's not his mentality and that would yeah. that would explain why sorry lando that would explain why he hasn't won a race yet but um I yeah i kind of i would like it would have been nice for lando to have been made available i think or been available because i think him him and george russell would be a really potent pair and yeah. it would be fascinating to see them in particular sort of going head to head because they are the two next, along with Charles Leclerc, probably in the bracket that yeah, we sort of think yeah. about in terms of potentially challenging Max at some point. So yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Um yeah, Zach Brown must be loving life. <laughs> just being like, yeah, two drivers, long term contracts. See ya, no problem.
0: I mean, I'd I'd love to know what the buyout figure would be if you phone if Toto phoned up Zach saying, just out of interest, how much would it cost me to pay to get Lenoris or Piastri? Like, it must be Tens of mega millions. because, yeah, yeah, Megan. And I, 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 you know, I, I'd be shocked if they went down that route of let's break the bank to get one of those two because they are, I think they are, you know, very hot property. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the fair play to them. they say Zach Brown's played a blind up by getting them before this is all kicked off. I think that's a really, really smart move. But I think he'll be very happy that he's got those two. And it's a real voting confidence for him from both drivers to secure their futures. Um, because they're just they're just not a factor, now, are they really in silly season? That team is kind of locked down already, and so is Mercedes now. Uh, sorry, so is Ferrari now. That those are two big teams that are you know exactly how it's gonna how it's gonna be.
1: Could science replace Checo?
0: That is a very, very good question. Um I think that kind of depends how Checo does in 2024 mm. because I think it's quite likely that someone like Daniel Ricciardo could be Max's teammate either at some point this season or for next season. So that might take it out of his hands. I think it all hinges on on Checo. Mm. I know that Signs and Verstappen don't get on very well with each other. I think that was one of the reasons why Signs ended up leaving the Red Bull family because they clashed as teammates. Mm-hmm. So I think he would, I think Verstappen would fight that quite hard if Horner phoned him up and said oh by the way i'm bringing carlos back into the tip, into the fold but then we have seen red bull have brought back in daniel ricardo before and that and you know that worked for him but i think Dan, daniel ricardo was a very different
1: you know
0: package when they when he was signed as the test driver to where carlos signs will be leaving ferrari unless he has a shock of a year i don't know but um what do you do you think do you think he could go it crossed my mind yeah um, I mean, it it would be very good from a silly season point of view because that would be another move across, and then there's still the Ferrari, there's still the Mercedes gap, and then that's still going to generate moves elsewhere, right?
1: Yeah, um, the only reason that it crossed my mind is obviously sites is well known to the Red Bull organisation, and he was relatively mm-hmm. well rated before we moved on. Um, I agree with you about the Max relationship thing, but equally, Max is just in a different world now. Like he's he's so much faster. <laughs> And yeah. dominant and winning races all the time, winning championship, yeah, winning three championships in a row. I just don't, I just don't think he would look at Science as any kind of a threat. But maybe he would look at him as a more consistent performer than Checo, as kind of a, a rear gunner and a second driver. Um, yeah. And I think Red Bull probably would look at him like that as well. Checo was incredibly unreliable for a lot of last season, and that sort of thing you just never see from Science. You know, you don't see a weekend like like that from Science. You never. You never see him qualify like 15th or 16th. He's always in the top 10. He regularly just puts the car in the points and finishes well. And I think in a Red Bull, he'd probably end up on the podium more often than not if they are if they perform as well as they have done this last couple of years. He'd be a consistent performer, but I don't think he'd get close to beating Max, which is kind of perfect, right? It's what you'd want. So
0: Yeah. And he's probably a better pick than Daniel Ricciardo. 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a that's a good point. I mean, that would be very good from a silly season point of view like i would be a bit gutted if it kind of fizzled out and like the only change is lewis going one way and carlos going the other and then everyone else sort of locking down i I'll, I'll be surprised if that is i think i think we are in for a shake up of some sorts yeah um uh, so, I don't, CL, so i so i don't sure. think
1: red bull will, will retain checo beyond this no. season anyway no. i think they'll be looking no. for a new driver in 25 what regardless and now yeah. they know there's there's a good one available so they could yeah. go and get him
0: yeah on the Mercedes, Mm. are there any other wild cards you want to discuss? Any other wild thoughts you've got? I mean, I think you and I are both agreement that Signs, Albon are kind of the front runners. Alonso's kind of in the conversation, but he's probably a bit more of a bit more of a risk than the other two. Mm -hmm. We've said Piastri, Norris are not in contention because of their deals. Anyone you think might be has an outside chance? Anything a bit left field?
1: So you know, you know, I've got my my pet theory about a former four-time world champion coming back to the sport.
0: You did. Who did you think he was coming back for? Audi, Audi yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that might change now? I mean
1: maybe. Maybe. I mean if you know, German teams do like having German drivers, historically. They have liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Audi take the Mickey out of Mercedes a lot because they're largely based in the United Kingdom. Whereas Audi are based in Germany still. And yeah, maybe that'll swing it. And I don't know, Sebastian Vessel, who knows, but so many drivers leave and then come back again. And Lewis did seem convinced he'd return, didn't he? Wasn't he before he retired. So Yeah, I do wonder, you know, the pull of the pull of Toto Wolff, the prospect of driving for Mercedes, the prospect of potentially challenging for wins. I don't know if Sebastian Vettel still got that in him potentially, but I don't know. I think it's a it's more likely than some suggestions maybe that are
0: out there. Yeah, well, we'll come come on to some other wild suggestions. I mean, I think it's a nice romantic view of Vettel coming back to the sport Mm -hmm. and being sort of. The savior for Mercedes at that time. I think you're right, he's four ball time a champion. I think my biggest like reservation about the tell is the driver that left the sport in those last couple of years was a shell of the driver at his peak. And he is not, you know, if you compare him to signs Albon, or Alonso, I'd pick all three of them over him every day of the week for that seat. I just think, especially a year or so out of the sport, like there would be a lot of pressure on him to come straight away and be lightning quick and get it. And I think, I don't know, I think he just lost something. And he, he may have rediscovered that in his time away from Formula 1, but, you know, he's 40-odd now, right? So he's not in the prime of his life. I think that would be a bit of a backward... That would be a bit of a left field. It is a wild card, but you know, that would be a very left field kind of... It would almost feel a bit desperate, really. I think there are much better options available. But it is nice and romantic, so I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, he, he is... I'm sure he's a very committed beekeeper these days. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what's keeping him from the sport. But yeah, I don't know. Why not one last hurrah? Drive for yeah. Mercedes for a year or two could happen.
0: I've got, I've got a very wild card suggestion. Mm-hmm. Go on, Kim Antonelli. Now, some listeners may have no idea who Kim Antonelli is. He is in the um, Mercedes Young Driver Program, and he has gone straight from Formula Three straight into Formula Two. And people are tipping him for the very top of motorsport, and there have been some people suggesting, like, if he has a good F two year, could could Mercedes take a punt on him and make him George's teammate? Um, I mean, I've I'm going to put it up and my hands up now. I've never seen Antonelli race. I know limited about him, but he must be very talented to go straight from F three into F two without being the world champion. Um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't world champion. Um, but he's gone straight into F two. I think it's a big. This is a big thing, and he's been obviously backed by Mercedes. I mean, I might keep an eye on the F two uh, standings for the next couple of races just to see how he does. Because if he is the next, you know, he could be like when Charles Leclerc broke into F two and he was just incredible and he won it in first year. Like he could be that level of talent. Like we don't know. I don't know. But could we see Mercedes take a punt on a rookie? And do what they did, you know, similar to what McLaren did with Hamilton, put a put a rookie in the in a top team in, in a key moment. I I I again, I think it's a nice idea, but I just don't see Mercedes taking that risk at this stage when they've just lost. You know, to go from the best to someone completely untested from One that is massive. Um, what about you? Do you think there's any? Do you think there's any chance Antonelli, or do you think it's it's no chance? I
1: don't, I don't think so. No, I mean you've got to remember when Hamilton was signed, he was like considered a generational talent at the time.
0: Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe we should do a bit more research on Antonelli and see if he is considered generational. Yeah. I mean, I I know he's spoken in very high regards from people that watch F3 and other formulas, but um, I, yeah, I'm not sure there's the same buzz just yet about him as there was Hamilton or yeah. Niclair. But
1: I think in the same way that like George had to do a stint at Williams. I think we'd probably mm, it's, what we're more likely to see is a Williams driver move up to Mercedes, i.e. Albon, Bottas back, lol. Uh probably oh, Albon. No. Um
0: and then you put Antonelli and then you put Antonelli the Williams
1: in the in the uh the the Logan Sergeant seat as it becomes available.
0: Yeah. Do you think um do you think there's a chance that we could see uh Mercedes reserve driver Mr. Mick Schumacher? Could he could he be in fresh out or do you think he, Think that that his days in F1 are, are done, and,
1: unless unless his simulators times have been absolutely spellbinding. No, surely not. But then I
0: think, but then I think if his simulator times were spellbinding, he'd be racing Formula One this season. Yeah. and he's not. He's in World Endurance Car Car uh, Car Racing yeah. for Alpine actually. So have a left field loan agreement there, but um, it seems incredibly yeah. unlikely, doesn't it? At this point, yeah, it, it'd be almost a bit desperate. I think if he was like, they'd have to be rebuffed from quite a few other people. To go for him, which is it's a shame really, because you know, there's 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 an alternative reality out there in the world that Schumacher had a great F1 career and this was the perfect moment for him, and he stepped up and you know, rep- replicated his dad and won races for Mercedes, which his dad wasn't able to do. But um yeah. I mean, Espen ocon he's the only other wild card I can think of. He's got a close relationship with toto Wolf, who was his manager, is still his manager. I always get confused. I forget. He used to be. He did used to be in the Young Driver program, but I don't know. I can't see Ocon Ocon being there. I think he's made too many mistakes, not pushed on really, and he's also not not uh not too not good at escaping penalties, as we saw him get three one race twice last season. Yeah. Um, do you do you think he's got a chance on no? I mean, I do
1: quite like Ocon, but I'm not. I don't know. I think he's in a similar kind of sort of relatively average ish bracket. I think he's a decent Grand Prix driver, maybe a bit mm. underrated in some quarters, but I don't know, like it, not not oversights or Albon. So and mm. I think both of those should be easily accessible for Mercedes
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. When when I mean this is this this is an impossible question, and I know you won't know the answer. How long do you think it will be until we hear who replaces Hamilton? Do you think they'll take their time or do you think He'll move quite quickly to get something sorted, just to get it nipped in the bud.
1: I think they'll take the first half of the season, maybe, and they'll announce it in the
0: summer. Oh, do you know what would be quite good if they leaked who they were speaking to or who they're considering? <laughs> and then, you, and then, you, if you know, if the season is a load of garbage, it's just watching people audition for the Mercedes job. Yeah. Oh, imagine signs, Albon, Alonso going up against each other for the ju- like, <laughs> and wolf, Toto will just
1: like the Alan Sugar of yeah. Formula One for the season. <laughs>
0: is the Simon Cowell. you like, you're through to Judge's house. Like, oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I I think with you, I think this, this announcement from Hamilton today is so left field. It's so unexpected. I would be surprised if there was a sudden flurry of other driver moves. I feel like it's going to slow down and we'll let the season start. Because, you know, also that's where a lot of drivers and a lot of teams will focus their attention. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it might be summer sort of time we start to see announcements. I mean I I again I think I'll be I think we're up we're in for a shake up for the lineup. This was the first season was it the first season ever we had the same lineup yeah that started that we ended the season with so um we already know that's not gonna be the case for next year but um yeah. Cool. Well I think that brings to an end our our chat on this amazing day, this historic day on Formula What in Formula One history. With Lewis Hamilton moving over to Ferrari for 2025, you know who would have thought this? When we we had a, pl- a planning meeting a couple of days ago, I don't think either of us would have said we'll be recording an emergency podcast on a Thursday evening two days later, discussing Lewis Hamilton moving to Ferrari. No, to I... Ferrari. i have literally like, we've been talking about it for an hour or so, but like, I still can't get over it. That's the thing. I still cannot believe it. it's happening. Like, I think I won't believe it until he's sat there at pre-season testing in his Ferrari uh come come next next february
1: yeah no i think if it had happened on when when we met for our little pod planning meeting we'd have got home a lot later and a lot more drunk
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah it is, it is incredible incredibly exciting um it's kind of interesting it's gonna be really interesting year to see like how people cope with waiting i suppose because yeah. a lot of people will be waiting
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm looking forward to seeing some of the more analysis and the reaction of it um over the next couple of days and weeks but you know with the car launches i'm sure we'll hear it being discussed then by people as well and you'll hear people being interviewed like i, I really can't wait to hear an in-depth interview with lewis carlos charles toto i think they're going to be the most interesting people to hear from and those and fred visser actually as well i think that's gonna be fascinating mm-hmm. um let's let's hope someone does like a good read of like how ferrari pulled off the signing of lewis Hamilton. i love all that insider gossip when the plan was actioned how they did it that would be that would be great yeah uh
1: all right that brings us to the end of the podcast uh thanks for joining us happy new year to everyone of course thanks for joining us remember to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast platform of choice if you enjoyed it why don't you share it with a friend hopefully they enjoy the podcast more than carlos sites has enjoyed twitter and other formats of social media today uh, oh, Will, speaking Carlos. of Twitter, Will and I are both on Twitter. Will is at wpoiser, and I am at lights out Sam. And on Instagram, we are at the lights out pod.
0: Yes. And we're back on Tuesday next week for our season predictions, which is going to be quite a come down from talking about Lewis Hamilton <laughs> moving to Ferrari, but I'm sure we'll have to switch gears into getting excited for the uh, 2024 season and I think we'll have had maybe one or two car launches. I think we've got one or two on the Monday you mm. I don't think we got one I think Hass is the first one to go if my memory serves me correctly. Which is um, the one we're all waiting for, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Gene has the real real uh invested for one one. I mean, yeah. We'll see. Will there be
1: like a commemorative but, sticker of Gunter Steiner, do you think, on the car?
0: There'll just be a broken door. <laughs> 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 where he just he said, "How dare I need to watch that club again? How dare you walk in smashed by in Like oh, so good, so good. Um, yeah, well, well, we'll see. We'll see where we are on when, when that episode comes out. We might have seen a new car in mm-hmm. a new model, a new livery. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll preview the new season and make some predictions before any, any, even a wheel has been spun. That's how bold are being our predictions. And yeah, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this emergency podcast." And we hope you've enjoyed this historic day in Formula 1 history. Uh, And that's all from us. All the best. And goodbye.
1: Ciao. Forza Luigi. Forza Luigi.